What's up, guys? I'm Jeffrey Pacman, your host and guide here on the Progress Not Perfection podcast. This podcast is your resource to fitness and nutrition for everyday people. Sorting through conflicting, confusing, and complex information in the fitness and nutrition space to make things easier and more digestible for you to apply to your life to get lean, get strong, and get healthy for the least amount of effort and in the most sustainable way. What's going on, my friend Vinny? I'm going to act like we weren't just talking for like the last 15 minutes, and this is the beginning of the podcast now. How you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you doing, man? Dude, I'm chilling. It's been a, it's actually been a nice sunny day here in Central Oregon. Where are you at, man? I, I never even asked that. Yeah, dude, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, so it's actually literally snowing right now. So it's like... Is it? Yeah, so dude, it's like, what is it? It's 21 degrees right now, but it's like kind of like the way my wife described it is like it's pretty snow, you know, it's like snow globe snow right now. So it's not that bad, you know, like I can we can vibe with it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like it's not like, oh, we got a shovel for like the last week and a half. It's just been like a shovel <laughs> yeah. every day kind of thing. Yeah, I feel for you. sure. It's over here. It It gets like that. But like this winter has been super chill. It's been like uh one day it'll be like fall and that's kind of how central oregon is like one day it'll be like fall we're supposed to get snow for the next two days but today it's like i think it's like 50 or even like warmer than that so it's just it's unpredictable dude honestly it's just crazy (laughs) for sure i mean that's usually like low-key how it is here but lately no it's just been straight winter but Hey, is what it is. We're almost and out have of it. you have you always grown up in Ohio or where are you originally from? Yeah, dude. So I've always been Ohio. I was closer to Cleveland uh, growing up and stuff. But after college, I pretty much stayed in Columbus. So yeah, and it's pretty much home now. That sort of a deal. But yeah, my family still lives up in, in the Cleveland area. So I go up there every once in a while. Nice. So for the people who are not familiar with you, which I'm going to assume is most of the people, unless there's other like coaches on here or, you know, whatever, for most of the people who don't know you already, can you just tell the people real quick who you are, what you do, what you're about, and kind of your philosophy behind this whole health and fitness thing? Yeah, for sure, man. So like, Um, so yeah, growing up, you know, played sports, this and that. And then from there, you know, turned into the whole, like, yo, you're in high school now, Vinny, you gotta, you gotta work out so you can be in shape for sports and stuff. So yeah, my brother got me into that, got me into the gym. And then from there, yeah, you know, went to college for exercise science, stuff like that. And from there, you know, learned all the basics, this and that. And, you know, over time kind of, yeah, evolved my own kind of philosophy, which is, you know, more or less around flexible dieting, you could say, you know, right? Like everything fits, everything works. So due to that, like I named my, you know, business the the cheeseburger effect, which is this weird thing that I pretty much came up with, which is my way of saying, you know, like you can have a cheeseburger throughout like in your day, a couple times a week, whatever, as long as you find balance everywhere else, you know, in your day. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I buy with, like, that's what I'm pretty much about, you know, and also, you know, not going gung ho when it comes to workouts, you know, like I'm pretty minimalistic when it comes to, you know, exercise programming and stuff, you know, not nothing crazy, like 
I mean, if, if 15 minutes is all you got in a day, like let's, let's do it. Like 15 minutes. Yeah. It is like, that's totally fine. We'll make it work. Um, and then, yeah, I mean with nutrition, just kind of, yeah, it's the bare minimum, like calories, protein, that's the main gist of the game. So yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. So when you say like, when you tell people, yeah, the cheeseburger effect, like, is it because you're just a huge cheeseburger fan or is it literally just like a blanket statement on this is this is just like a basically my way of saying this is my flexible dieting program? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, no, it's funny. Yeah, that's a good question, because really, yeah, what it came up with is I was just like, you know, what's something that I could eat like every day? And I would still probably make it fit if I really wanted to. And I was like a cheeseburger. And then I was just like, you know, like a way I can make, yeah, like my own philosophy and stuff. So that's where, yeah, kind of the cheeseburger effect was born just because, yeah, man, I could smash like a five guys cheeseburger almost every day and <laughs> just keep on rolling there. Oh, yeah, dude, those burgers are so good. Oh, I, yeah. For me, for me, it's tacos. I'm like, I, oh, yeah. like mine would be like the taco conundrum or so, uh, that was that was weak dude that was a bad but, but like first one off the rip <laughs> dude i had to come up off the top with it so <laughs> for me like i'm the kind of person like i grew up in los angeles california so like ta- like huge huge hispanic influence and you're italian right are you italian oh yeah yeah sure. you're super italian so i'm i'm half italian my mom is italian and my dad's jewish so like growing up I had zero, zero Mexican food, zero Mexican food. Like I only ate my mom's cooking and my dad was like, my dad would basically be like the, like the judge over like whether this is the good Italian food or not. Right. Like he's a (laughs) old school Jew from Brooklyn. And my mom is like this, this like sweet little Italian lady from uh, Long Island, New York. So, okay. Just a little backstory on me. So when I was born, I was born in Torrance, California, and I had a bunch of Hispanic friends because where I went to school is like there was a bunch of Hispanic. Nobody was Italian or Jewish like where I lived. (laughs) So like everyone thought I was Hispanic, dude. So so because like, you know, you if you're Italian, you get like a little like olive complexion and people Mm -hmm. think that you're like Hispanic or they think that you're like you're like this ethnic person and like you're like no i'm actually just italian and and then you get invite i got invited to like these these hispanic uh barbecues and stuff and and like i'd be the only white boy there and they would be cooking up all these tacos and all this amazing food man and i'd just be like in heaven because i'd never tasted real mexican food and tacos were like like i got addicted to tacos dude like tacos tacos are my shit so for me it'd be the taco conundrum whatever what i might just throw conundrum out and choose something else but the taco um, the taco effect there you go i stole it yeah no dude it works for sure tte man (laughs) let's go tte 2021 let's go so so okay so the cheeseburger effect was born and you you came up with the name for it you came up with the the theory behind it is this something that has kind of like a ripple effect towards like your loved ones and your friends? And have you kind of taught the people around? Cause like for me, the people around me, they still think that like you can't lose weight if you're eating a cheeseburger every day, or if you're eating tacos every day, they think that you need to eat clean in order to lose weight. So 
has this been something that you've been able to like successfully kind of impact the people around you in that manner? Yeah, no, great question. Um, so I would say the biggest person it has had an effect on is the one who's had to deal with me the most. And that would be my wife. So, you know, like, um, so yeah, over the years, as I like, even, you know, learned more, like educated myself, this and that, and, you know, my own physical endeavors and stuff, like, obviously she was kind of a part of it or at least saw it. So, you know, over time, like she started to realize that, you know, oh yes, like same deal. Like I can, you know, enjoy my favorite foods, uh, like, or eat ice cream in her case, you know, um, and stuff and still like reach whatever goals that I want, um, and stuff like that. And then I'm not going on wood here cause I still can't believe it, but, um, she like, and she's finally starting to like, uh, she, she never lifted weights, anything like that. Like she would run, uh, walk a lot, stuff like that. But she finally started lifting weights like a couple, uh, months ago now and stuff. So yeah, I would say on her, like it's definitely had an effect. Um, but Funny you ask too, because recently my own brother is trying to, you know, lose a little bit of weight and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, he like, he ain't vibing with it, man. Like I try to tell him, you know, like, dude, you can like, it's all about finding balance. You don't need to, you know, stress out about like the small things and stuff. Um, Cause my, they had like a tiny get together, I guess. Uh, he went to see my mom and they, you know, my mom likes to prepare a lot of food and stuff. She's not the Italian one, but, uh, you know, either way <laughs> still, uh, enjoys preparing food for people. Um, but you know, he was asking me, um, like, dude, can I have this, you know, like, is that okay? Like mm -hmm. this and that I'm trying to remember what it was, but it escapes me right now. But I mean, I was just like, yeah, man, like, it's fine. Like it's one day, like, what's that going to do to you? Um, but you know, then it's the typical answer of, you know, once I go off track one day, it keeps on going um, and stuff like that, which is, you know, something that a lot of people, it, it, that's self-talk, right? Yeah. You know, if you keep telling yourself that I can't have X, Y, Z food, then, or else, right, then that's going to continue that trend of you, you know, getting off and on, on the wagon or off the wagon. So yeah, it's all about that self-talk of it's okay if I eat this today, because tomorrow is a new day and I'll be able to get right back on track. Cause I I'm already prepared. I already like know what I want to make, you know, this and that. So it's, yeah, kind of a mix of the way you talk to yourself and also, you know, knowing that you do have a plan and you can get right back on track. It's not that big of a deal, but with my own family, it's still a struggle. <laughs> it's always a struggle with the people closest to us. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. I can tell a complete stranger how to do it and they'll listen to me and they'll be like, Oh, this guy's a coach. Like he knows what he's doing. But like, I could tell my own dad and he'd be like, uh, you're like, I birthed you, you know, like you, like I'm not listening to him. <laughs> yeah. Who do, who do you think you are? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. So how does one do that? Vinny, how do they, how does someone change that, that self-talk? that dialogue, like, where does that start? Like where, like if your brother was a client and not a brother, <laughs> um, how would you start that conversation? What, what would be the path? Like for people listening who are struggling with the same thing, like what would be the path to help them heal from that self-talk and, and those kind of beliefs? 
Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the first step is kind of realizing it, I would say, because that's the thing is it, that's probably the hardest part. And it wasn't until I you know, pointed it out to my brother. I was like, dude, like, listen to how you're talking to yourself right now. So I did the classic, you know, what would you tell your best friend if they, you know, came up to you and they said like, yo, man, I like, I'm going to be eating like crap this weekend. And then it's going to just cause a, you know, cyclical effect. That's just going to keep me off track. Like, what would you tell them? Like, would you just tell them? Oh, hell yeah, man, for sure. Like, no, you'd probably tell that. And he said, yeah, he'd be like, I mean, yeah, I'd tell him just get right back on track. And it's like, exactly. So, you know, it's kind of a good way to trick yourself is take yourself out of, you know, your own being like step out of your shoes and sit back and listen to what you are saying. And is it negative? Is it positive? Is it neutral? Like kind of try to analyze that a little bit. And then from there, it's pretty much just hearing the words that you're speaking out into the world. And then imagining if, yeah, your best friend, your spouse, your partner, whoever um, says that to you. And how would you respond to them? I think that's definitely the best trick, like in my, uh, uh, in my book anyway, of ways to kind of combat that. So, you know, and it comes down to, yeah, treating yourself like your best friend, right? We're usually our own worst enemies and stuff. And we're always beating ourselves up like, oh, why didn't I work out today? I'm such a piece of crap. Oh, why, why can't I, you know, just stay on track for one week? It's always the weekends I get off track. Like why, 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 why? As opposed to, you know, just trying to take yourself out of that, you know, pattern and just throwing in like a, a quick disruptor. Right. So, and yeah, treating yourself like your best friend can be that disruptor. That is a great, great, great way of putting that. I love, I love how sim- simple you, you put that too. It's like, would you talk to your best friend like this? No, you wouldn't. So why are you talking to yourself like this? And that's kind of a deeper conversation as well. Right. It's like, that is much deeper than weight loss. That's like, how long have you been talking to yourself like this? And how long, like, where did this start? And usually like, I don't know, Gary, Gary V talks about this a lot. It's like that voice in your head that's telling you, you can't do it. That's not your voice. It's usually the voice of like your parents or somebody who kind of didn't, they didn't instill that in you as a kid. And so you have to like combat that voice and kind of be like, fuck you. You know, you kind of have to tell that voice like, fuck you, I can do this. And that's, that is such a powerful shift when you have that kind of self-awareness. Cause like a lot of people that I know, they refer to that as the roommate. It's like this, it's like this really shitty roommate that like rents space in your head and he doesn't really have your best interest in mind. Like he's kind of gonna, like you're excited about something and you're like, yo, I got this new job today. And they're like, yeah, how much does it pay? And you're like, actually it's like, it's, it's okay. It's like not that great, but like, it's a start. And then this guy's like, oh yeah. Like, well, fucking Burger King employees make that much. So good job, bud. You know, it's like, it's this fucking shitty roommate. That's always there. And you have to be like, well, fuck you, dude. I'm, I'm doing something with my life. Like I'm making, I'm making money. Like I'm going to make my way up the ladder at this job. I'm going to 
lose that weight. I'm going to figure out how to fix my relationship with food, how to fix my relationship with the way that I see myself in the mirror. All of that shit is like, it's so much more of a process. And I think people focus on the external ways that, that you can change rather than the internal ways that you can change. So like to somebody who's like, I literally don't know how to even like catch that negative self-talk. Like, you know, I think that's where, that's where the, like the real solution needs to come is from that self-awareness, you know? So that's, that's a whole nother topic, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, man. And I mean, yeah, like that's the thing too, is especially once you've been, cause you don't realize it really either is if you've been doing it for years and years, then you, yeah, you might not even, I mean, it's the roommate who's just uh, mooching off you now that like, you don't even care. You're just like, they're a part of your life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, whatever, he just sleeps on my couch and eats all my food. I don't really give a shit. It's just kind of the way things are now. And you don't do anything about it. Right. Yeah. But I mean, there does usually come that day though. Once you're finally like, no dude, like get the fuck out. Like, I don't want you here <laughs> anymore. So like, go get your own life. That sort of a thing. Right. But yeah, like, I guess in terms of a tip to like, notice it, though, is, I mean, just kind of like your general, you know, mood, your general vibe, you know, whether it's when you're around food, or, you know, when you're about to be eating food or something like that. So it kind of plays into, I guess you could say, like mindfulness, mindful eating, Mm -hmm. and stuff too, because, you know, that's where like, emotional eating can really come into um, play here, too. Um, really at the end of the day, you know, it's just like, you know, if something, if you had a stressful day at work, are you, are you turning to food or are you, I mean, an effect of stress too can be like, I had a long ass day at work. Like, I just want to go pick up some McDonald's and call it a day. Cause like I'm, I'm wrecked. And I mean, that makes complete sense. Like anybody would do that. You know, it's not, it's so easy and inconvenient, which is like literally, I mean, that's America in a nutshell. Right. right which right. is why too, like something you said too, reminding me, you know, it's, we lean towards the quick fixes, right? Because it's so much easier. Um, but there's no quick fix, like to starting to work on yourself and your mental health and your self-talk and stuff like that. Like it's, it is a long process, but it's just being aware of what's there in the present. That's really going to allow you to continue growing, you know, in your future, 10, 15, 20 years from now. But also to go with that is, you know, realizing what you're going to be doing right now. Like, how is that going to help you 15 years from now? You know, like, how is you finally starting to lose weight? Like, how is that going to improve your life 15 years from now? Maybe you want to go on a huge ass trip with your family or something. Like, imagine just being able to go feeling confident, not really worrying about what you're going to be eating there or fitting in the plane seat, you know things like that, like the confidence you'll just be able to have due to what you're doing right now is, I mean, enough to, you know, cause so much change if you allow it to though. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I think for me, that mindfulness piece that you brought up is, is so important. And I, I feel like that's something that not a lot of people touch on and, I don't know. I don't know if you have ever like really like dove into mindfulness or, or meditation or anything like that, but you seem like somebody who maybe has played around with it. Um, oh yeah, a little bit for sure. 
Yeah. And you're somebody that likes, you just seem like you're a positive person. Like you look for the bright side to a situation. Like you, you, you try to look for the optimistic outlook. So well, have you always been that way? Or is that something that you, you like work really hard on to, to maintain? Yeah, no, super good point there. Um, but I mean, yeah, general, general, genuinely, genuinely, <laughs> whatever the word is right now. Um, no, yeah, I've been a pretty positive person. Like typically my answer for like, what's your biggest weakness in an interview is I'm hopelessly optimistic. Um, so, you know, so the I mean, Titanic's yeah, going down and Vinny's like, well, I mean, it's kind of nice out still. Right. At least we're dying in a nice place. Right. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's always been me for sure. But, um, due to that, like there were, was a time for sure, you know, like where, I started realizing that, you know, there is such a thing as being too positive, right? Like you still have to be realistic and stuff like that, which is, you know, huge when you're trying to set goals too. So I think me being so polar opposite too of some people as well, who, you know, are a little bit more pessimistic, which again, can be really hard to admit, but, you know, again, look at your self-talk. Are you being nice to yourself or are you being an asshole to yourself? Like, just look at that for a hot sec, and then you'll know the answer. So, um, but yeah, due to like being kind of on that other end of the spectrum where I'm definitely more optimistic, it's, it does help me at least in my own life to, you know, get through those tough times or to be able to pick myself back up um, when I'm down. But I do believe that everybody has the power to do that, though. It's just a, a matter of, you know, finding that within yourself and being like, it's okay, like, I can do this. And I mean, rolling with resistance, but also, you know, having that self-discipline to know that not every day is going to be your best and you won't be perfect. And that's not going to ruin the fact that you are, you know, going to practice your self-discipline by still getting right back on track the next day um, and stuff like that. I think that answers your question. There was another part of it I can't remember, though. So you're somebody who is like a pretty big proponent of, of mental health and, and taking care of your mental health, obviously just from talking to you just a little bit here. And, you know, we've been friends on Instagram for probably about a year or so. And, uh, you know, I always like appreciated your content on how you just like you, dude, you simplify things so well when it comes to health and fitness and, just keeping things nice, simple, and not complicated and not extreme. Like I, I appreciated that just from like, even being another coach, but also like for my own fitness journey, like I was kind of uh, struggling with my own fitness journey about a year ago when, when I first like kind of stumbled across your page. And um, so you've helped me out a lot personally. So I just want to say thank you um, when it comes to that. But yeah, is meant. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, man. And and is mental health something that you have always kind of prioritized? Has there has there been a time in your life when like you're like, yo, I need to, I need to go to therapy, like I'm going through some shit or, or has it always kind of been like you've had that support and people to talk to? And is it has it been easy for you? Yeah, so I guess real talk real quick, like, 
I'm low key, like a loner for sure. Like I don't have many friends. I have a handful of friends. I literally have like two guys who I consider my best friends and that's pretty much it. So, I mean, yeah, like, and I usually don't like, like to be that person who brings my problems to like my friends and stuff. Um, you know, obviously I have my wife and stuff and we're able to talk through things, but you know, sometimes it's not really enough either. Um, so, you know, having someone else to talk to was definitely something I needed to do personally. So yeah, I've been going to therapy for, Oh, geez. I honestly might be a year like coming up because started like going like once COVID first began and stuff. So it might be a little over a year low key, but, um, I had like a therapist, one therapist before we didn't vibe that well, but then I got another one and he's awesome. So, you know, it, that's definitely something too, for, uh, like your listeners and stuff. It's, you know, definitely don't be afraid to switch therapists. Like, I think that was the best thing I could have done because, you know, there was somebody who wanted me to kind of do a curriculum, this and that, and someone else who was like, I'm just here to listen to you. And that's what I needed. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so having that though, uh, outlet has been super helpful, especially in these nutty times that we're in to just, yeah, have somebody to talk to, whether it's, I don't know, like I'm frustrated at work or I don't really like want to exercise. I don't want to eat right. Like, I mean, just having somebody to talk to can go a long way. And I mean, just somebody to even like bounce different ideas off of, you know, like, cause in my experience anyway, therapy is going to be what you make it. It's not a set standard of, Hey, here's the couch, go lay on it. Tell me about your day. And I'm going to, you know, write down everything that I think is wrong with you. And then, you know, give you feedback, stuff like that. So, you know, definitely just trying to, you know, ruin the stereotypes, this and that of that's around it, because I think it was one of the best things that I've done for myself personally. Right. And I think there's still this big stigma around therapy and going to therapists. Like you only do that if, if you're crazy or if you really have something going on, but it's kind of like weight loss, right? It's like that, that maintenance, like, let's say you're trying to repair your relationship with food and you know that every night when you come home from work, you get this huge chocolate craving and you're like, I'm going to have, you know, six bars of chocolate, whatever, you know, whatever crazy amount of chocolate you're going to have when you get off of work, because you didn't, you didn't eat anything during the day. You like starved yourself all day. You had like, you know, just vegetables and hummus or whatever people eat, you know, when they're trying to be good and, then you get off work and 9 p.m. hits and you realize you've only eaten like maybe half the amount of food you probably should have eaten. And so then you go on like an all out binge and you are craving chocolate. So you have a bunch of chocolate and ice cream and pizza, and whatever, whatever else you had in the fridge, you clean it out. Whereas with maintenance, it's more like, well, maybe I need to have more balanced meals with carbs, proteins and fats. Maybe I need to bring like a couple squares of chocolate with me to for lunch so that because I know I'm going to get that chocolate craving. And when it's like really punching me in the face, I want six of them. But when it's like lightly kind of like flicking me on the cheek, I just want a couple squares. And so we want to keep it at like the flicking me on the cheek with a couple squares rather than the like punching me in the dome like Mike Tyson and me handling six bars right so it's the same thing with mental health right it's it's 
it's the same principles and it's so funny how they intertwine, right? It's, it's like, it's all intertwined mental health, physical health, spiritual health, like they're all intertwined. And when we, when we look for these quick fixes, you know, with whatever it may be, you know, maybe people are really quick to jump to like using drugs and alcohol because they don't, they don't vibe well with their therapist and they don't, you know, they don't have that support. They don't have somebody to talk about their problems. Maybe they jump to food because food fills that void as well. Or maybe they're a sex addict or a gambling addict, or maybe they just are a total, maybe they just like totally like to just be alone and and just hang out alone and, and just be in that depression and sit in it. So whatever that is, you don't have to be crazy or like hit a bottom to go see a therapist. Like you can, you can maintain that level of transparency with at least one person. And then the more you do that, the more you talk about it, get things off your chest, the less you're carrying around this backpack full of like these really heavy rocks with you everywhere you go, you know? So that's been something that I've really, really kind of resonated with is like, like we carry and I'll, I'll shut up here in a second. Cause I really love talking about this stuff <laughs> as you can tell. Um, yeah, dude, you know, we carry around this, this backpack full of rocks and like these rocks may be resentments. They may be shit from our childhood. They may be failed relationships, whatever kind of baggage, emotional baggage that we have, they're all like these rocks and we carry them around in a backpack. We need a place to dump these rocks off or else we're bringing these rocks into every situation that we encounter. And that that's that roommate that's talking shit to us. That's telling us we can't do shit. That's telling us we're not worth it. Same thing. That's that backpack now. And we're walking around with this fucking really heavy backpack and we're unloading these rocks off like maybe 10, 20 at a time, but they're just jumping right back into the bag because we're unloading them in really unhealthy ways. We're unloading them by eating our feelings, by using drugs, by whatever it is, stuffing them down. When we talk about them with a therapist and we actually talk about the root issues of what's causing these problems, now all of a sudden that backpack gets lighter for real and it stays lighter. And it may only and it may only be a rock at a time that that it's getting lighter, but overall it is getting lighter and it's staying lighter. So same thing as weight loss. When you lose that weight and you do it in a healthy, sustainable manner, you you keep it off. But it's only like one rock at a time. It's not like 10, 20, 30 rocks at a time, like keto or intermittent or whatever, whatever fad diet, you know. It's, it's just one rock at a time and it may not feel super light still. It may still feel heavy, but it's getting lighter and it's, it shit just takes time, but it's, it's a maintenance thing. So yeah, that's my analogy. Yeah, dude. No, I love that. I'm, I'm stealing it low key. So, (laughs) um, no, yeah, dude, for sure. Because I think what people don't realize either too is, no, the therapist isn't there to solve your problems either, right? And to like take the rocks from you, like to use your analogy, like what's going to happen is just you yet talking those things out, like you're going to find yourself thinking about it and like just thinking through the scenario and saying, well, I guess I could have done X instead, or, you know, I guess Y would have been, you know, better. So, you know, it's crazy too, because sometimes you just need to talk something out with someone in order to come to a solution. 
um, mm-hmm. about it. And it's honestly really surprising when it happens too. And you're like, you, I mean, yeah, you're pretty much sometimes just rambling and going like, on. You didn't on. even do anything, but somehow my problems fixed, but you like, didn't even say anything. <laughs> For sure. And you know, like, that's when they, like, you know, they just sit back and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, mission accomplished, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, uh, I did it. Um, yeah, but yeah, dude, like, but, belt. but it's so empowering, too, because once you do that um, as well, you're like, well, shit, like, what else can I figure out on my own if I just talk it out? You know, and yeah, and it circles back to the beginning of our conversation, too, with that self-talk for real, where it's like, yeah. if I talk out my feelings right now, and then imagine what I would say to my best friend, what would I say? And then you'll probably completely revert whatever habit um, like cycle you're in at that time. So yeah, it's crazy, but it works for sure. So where you live in Columbus is, uh, are the gyms open or what are you doing to stay uh, on top of your, your lifting? Yeah. So the gyms are open here. Um, but personally, yeah, we don't, um, go to the gym still. So we ended up getting some equipment at home and stuff. Um, low key was able to get some like pretty good deals and stuff. So yeah, like I have like a barbell here, like a rack that we got off Amazon and then some, some plates. And then I got my kettlebells, um, and some resistance bands. That's pretty much it. So yeah, able to do pretty much the big things that I want to do and go from there. But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been nice because there was a span. Yeah. Like without working out for that little bit where it's like, yeah, this, this isn't going to roll, but you know, in, I mean, obviously this stuff is expensive, this and that. So I understand everybody doesn't have the means to do it, but I mean, this is where too, like, I mean, I built it up over time as well. Like I didn't just, you know, really just go all in on stuff. So, you know, just buy pieces here and there, if you can save up here and there and definitely definitely helpful though for sure you were uh you were getting into powerlifting for a little while weren't you oh what happened i can't hear you Vinny. oh yeah my bad <laughs> hit, the, hit the mute button but anyway yeah no so yeah i was um i did do powerlifting for like a good while like i kind of got into it for about two years i think and then you know i did my first powerlifting meet actually and i did it um and i won but it was because i was the only one in my weight class <laughs> and it was like smaller and stuff too like, but won. you know <laughs> right <laughs> um but no it was it was fun though it was cool but personally though yeah i started realizing like i mean i'm only 24 man and i'm over here like my hips hurt my knees hurt like my my dad like has bad knees and stuff so i'm like i don't think this is going to keep on <laughs> keep on rolling so yeah, so I don't do it as much anymore, but I definitely still like I'll still, you know, bench, deadlift and squat and stuff, but just kind of like change um like how heavy I go and like the type of uh work I do. But no, it's super fun though and still awesome stuff and you know, when I'm programming for clients or whatever, we're still throwing that stuff in there. Like I'm not saying <laughs> it's it's bad or anything like that cuz it's not. I mean, powerlifting is essentially like should be your base of lifting in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those main compounds, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause I was always afraid of them. You know, I was like, my dad had back problems and knee problems, similar kind of stuff, you know, like always, always had those problems and, you know, started developing back problems myself and doing, 
I remember doing like a heavy front squat and just like this pop in my back and I just dropped to the ground and couldn't breathe. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. So after, <laughs> so after that and nothing really crazy happened, I just, you know, tweaked something. And, uh, after that, I got super scared of, uh, of the compound lifts, like in lifting heavy. And it has been, it, it was quite a while before I actually got back into lifting heavy. And now it's like, now that I'm actually strengthening the right way and I'm actually like, I'm, I'm foam rolling, I'm doing my warm, like back then I didn't even do warm ups. I didn't even, I was just total bro lifting. So I wasn't doing warm ups and I wasn't like building up progressively to my heavy sets. You know, I was just like, load on the plates. Let's go. Like I was like in between classes in college. So I had like 20 minutes. So I'd try and hit like a PR, you know? And, uh, yeah. So now that I'm doing it the right way, I'm finding that, uh, dude, my back's actually feeling better. And so it's just kind of funny that, uh, once you actually do the stuff that good coaches will kind of teach us to do, which is like warm up, you know, foam roll hit your stretches you mm -hmm. actually have to stretch you know stretching is good and doing mobility stuff is good and speaking of stretches um you actually had a, a challenge that was like a 30-day squat challenge right it was like a deep hold squat challenge yeah man for sure i'm actually thinking about bringing it back like for real because i i think that was like a year ago but dude like I honestly, like it hurt while doing it, like for real, like a little bit, but over time, I, like it definitely helped a ton. I think like, I don't, I trust me, like people, I, I don't know the science behind it. I'm not going to make up some bullshit either where it's like, oh, it's, you know, <laughs> it strengthens the blood flow and stretches this and whatever. And I'm just like, nah, dude, like I just gave it a whirl to see what the hell would happen. And it honestly like did some pretty cool stuff, like kind of like helped my squat depth, helped my ankle mobility, helped my like hips not feel as tight. Um, just, yeah, some crazy cool stuff. So yeah, for sure. I think I still have that posted like as a highlight on my Instagram. So yeah, for sure. You got a bunch of people that's actually, so now I'm like, it's clicking for me. That's actually how I found you is like some other people that I was friends with in the, in the, in the coaching circle uh, on Instagram. It was like, they, uh, you got they you tag them or something and they repost it on their mm -hmm. stories so i was like oh this dude's doing a like a uh, squat challenge like i know i need to work on my hip mobility so i like shot you a follow and i was like what's up dude and then started doing it too because i was like there was like a shit ton of people that you had doing it so it was, it was cool i think you should bring it back yeah, no, dude, because I would literally tag everybody who said they were doing Like, I had a list on my phone that I had to keep going through, but it, it was kind of got annoying because I had to, like, literally singularly, like, you know, tag everybody. Oh, in a yeah, because you can't, like, tag everybody all at once. You literally have to type in, like, 20 people's names. Yeah, exactly, man. So I was just over here, like, at you, at you, at you, whatever. But, I mean, it was awesome, though. Like, I couldn't, yeah. yeah, like, that was definitely a really cool time because, you know, I don't think many people, because yeah, again, it was kind of like while COVID was happening. So not many people were doing anything else. They're like, okay, I could spare a minute a day to, you know, hold a squat for a minute. And there were people doing it while holding like onto a, a chair, people doing it while holding onto a TRX, mm -hmm. whatever. And 
Yeah, dude, I remember you uh, messaging me, I think, and you were like, dude, how long until I stop feeling it in my groin? <laughs> and I was like, bro, I still feel it in mine. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, why does this suck so much? And I had to like, I had to figure out ways to like keep it interesting and funny. So I like, I think I had one where I was like water. I, I got like a memory on my stories. <laughs> I had one where I was like watering my house plants while I was in the yes. deep squat. I had another one where I was like, making like coffee in a french press and like i was getting i was multitasking my daily one minute squat because of course one minute out of the day you got to be doing other things while you're you know you got to be on instagram making coffee water in the pots you know you got to do it all for sure i mean yeah do it while brushing your teeth you do it <laughs> like while waiting for your you know something in the microwave whatever whatever works you know because yeah if you're at home as well still you don't have to go into the workplace. If you're at home, people won't look at you uh, in the break room like, why the fuck are you just sitting there squatting? Like, he's like, doing a thing, man. Like, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Dude, we should normalize like stretching in the workplace. You know, it's like, like anytime, like I used to work in restaurants a lot. And like anytime, like these line cooks would just be like hunched over. Like all of them had such bad posture. So a lot of them have been in the industry for so long. They're in all kinds of bodily pain. They're just like on their feet for like the last 50 years and they're just crusty, you know, and they're just like, they're, they're, their posture is terrible. And I just want to be like, Hey dude, you should like, instead of taking your 10 minute break to go smoke a cigarette, like you should literally just fucking stretch. Cause like the way your body is shaped is like a C like your body is shaped like the letter C and, and that can't be good for you. So I wish it was like that was more normal where like people wouldn't look at you funny if you just like took a break from work and just like went into a room and just like did some stretches like that should be a normal thing in our society. No, a hundred percent, man, for sure. Because I actually used to work in a like a call center, like in there with there was a gym in it for Discover Card, actually. So I used to work there. And yeah, we would literally like go out to certain teams throughout the day and like we would just go out there like if they were on the phones whatever we just yell out stretch break and we would literally stretch with them so they would get up for you know 10-15 minutes whatever and just stretch from their desks because otherwise yeah I mean they're just strapped in taking calls all day whether it's collections or you know like recovering accounts whatever it is so yeah like that that was I mean they were so appreciated like they appreciated it so much too but I mean, yeah, man, like if you're someone who is going into work, whatever, still like, yeah, start normalizing it for sure. So, yeah, it's a challenge for your listeners, like go out there and, you know, like set a reminder on your phone, whatever, like five to 10 minutes of stretching, like just start doing it. Like, and if somebody's looking at you funny, just say, what what the fuck is your problem? I'm trying to feel better and stuff like that. Right. (laughs) Obviously, don't say it to your boss that way, but, you know, say it to your supervisor. Don't, don't right. get don't get people fired, Vinny. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So don't take my advice there. So just kidding. But you hey, know, Mr. Mr. Optimistic over here. Hey, fuck you, buddy. I'm stretching. <laughs> the Italian man, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, for sure. So that I think that's an awesome challenge uh for people to give a whirl. And I mean, yeah, like I mean that that's just a good example too of you know, like whether, yeah, too, if you're trying to improve your fitness, you're going to the gym for the first time, you're worried about people judging you because you want to stretch at work, like 
screw them. Like, it's fine. Like you do you, you know, like, I think that's something that too, a lot of people are you know scared to do nowadays. It's like, do whatever the hell you want to do. Like if somebody's going to judge you for it, that then they got their own stuff to work on. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a reflection of you doing something stupid or whatever, like, because they got their own things they want to work on and they're bringing their negativity to you because they don't have anywhere else to put it because they're just full of it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people are always going to judge. Like I got somebody on TikTok the other day, I was making a video right here and some lady was like, why do you leave your toilet seat up in your videos? And I was like, cause I don't give a fuck. Like I don't, I'm not <laughs> married. Like I don't, if I had a girl friend who lived with me in this room, yes, I would leave the toilet seat down, but it's just me and this bitch. So it's team toilet seat up. All right. I don't care what you have to say, lady on TikTok. I hope you fucking hear this. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's just like, well, I said to follow you still. And now, now I'm mad again. Whatever. I'm unfollowing. But, you left the toilet seat up. Whatever. Yeah. Weirdo. It's um, like, well, I'm sorry that, you know, when I have to urinate that <laughs> I put the seat up so I don't <laughs> get pee on it. Like, you know, it's just easier for pee me on my own toilet seat. All right, Vinny. Hey, man, it was a pleasure. Um, uh, thanks for jumping on, man. I really, really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, we'll have to have you back on the Progress Not Perfection podcast and uh, Cheeseburger Effect for Life, Taco taco Conundrum for Life. Uh, t- oh, wait, what was it? The Taco Conundrum, TTE. Or, or the Taco Effect, uh, TTE, ta- man. Oh, yeah, either way. Yeah, TTE, let's do it. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that squat challenge, so. I'm I'm holding you to that. Sounds like a plan. All right, brother. We'll see you soon. Yeah, man. Take it easy. All right, bye.